hump day. <laughs> Welcome to the program. I'm Jim Rome. Sometimes you got to smile, even if you get bad news right before you hit air. Welcome to the program. You know, I've always said that I can't have bad days. I, I can't have bad days because you come to me because you have bad days. If I have a bad day, everybody knows I'm having a bad day. I can't have bad days. And I've always approached it that way. Except every once in a while, I get bad news right before I hit the air. So I'm going to be very transparent with you. I got some bad news. Dodger Jano hit me with the temps in Eagle River while we're there. Uh Uh-oh! Does the number zero mean anything to you? As in zero degrees. Uh Uh-oh! Zero point. Jano. Did I need to see that right before air? All right, what's cracking? Telephone number is toll free, 1 800 636 8686. Let me hit you with that. Thanks, Alvy. That's definitely warming me up. You can go ahead and start calling right now because I've got actually, wait for it, two college basketball interviews changing up on this Wednesday. So the phone number is available to you. You can hit me up on the X. You can email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. Coming up at 940, the head basketball coach at Illinois, Brad Underwood. Coming up at 1020, my old pal, Kelvin Sampson. Still doing his thing and killing it at Houston. So I've got two of those. Brad Underwood, Kelvin Sampson, and ATP on a Wednesday. Pushing out a podcast after the program with the legend, Bob Costas. It's always good to catch up with Bob. He's good to come on one of the platforms, one of our platforms, once or twice a year. So I'm looking forward to getting caught up with him. That's episode 293 of the Jim Rohn Podcast. Hey, hit me up. 1-800-636-8686. Follow me on the X at Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at Habitate.com. Zero is not a big number. I think one day it hits two degrees. I'm sure there won't be much wind coming off that frozen lake either. Oh, and good news is, my man Woody, you all know Woody, Woody the legend, Woody has already informed DJ that he's going to cut us a fishing hole right near the house so we don't have to work that hard to get there. Woody, I'm not leaving the house, much less to ice fish. Apparently, he's already working on it. It's probably already done, knowing Woody. Hey, hey, Jim, there's your fishing hole. Awesome, Woody. Awesome. I will not be dropping a line into it. DJ probably will, though. All right, so let's get right to the news of the day. You know, I was definitely expecting something confrontational. I was expecting some fireworks in Phoenix last night. I just was not expecting the confrontation and the fireworks that we received last night. No, I was so fired up for Suns Warriors that I talked about it yesterday. Like, I anticipated something happening. I knew something was going to happen. I wanted something to happen. Just not that. What I was waiting for, and actually couldn't wait for, was Steve Kerr versus Suns DJ. What I did not expect was Draymond's fist versus Yusuf Nurkic's face which is what we ended up with instead. I mean, I guess I should have been expecting it, right? I mean, at this point, it almost seems more likely than not that a Draymond limb is going to go involuntarily haywire at any given moment. 
or there'll be a spontaneous headlock that results, or some package gets blasted, or someone's going to get their chest stomped. This, however, is a little bit different. A little bit different even for Draymond. Even for Draymond. And believe me, he's gotten out quickly this year in doing Draymond things. But even for Draymond, I did not expect this. Fields has picked up his third foul. And now Green runs over Nurkic, and he'll be called for the foul. And they're going to take a look at this. Nurkic is down in a heap. Green just plows right over Nurkic. Ooh, oh, man. Well, that's going to be a flagrant. Yeah, for and now sure. they're going to just try to decide if they think it was excessive. Elevated to a flagrant one or flagrant two. After video review, Green makes unnecessary and excessive contact to the face. The foul has been upgraded to a flagrant right, foul penalty bad. two, and Green has been ejected from the game. There you go. Excessive contact to the face. That pretty much says it all, right? Right in my face. You see, most of the time, yeah, I would say that that right in my face, that was also excessive contact to somebody's face, allegedly. Anyway, most of the time with Draymond, I can at least understand how or why it happens. Don't always agree with it, of course, but I can understand how or why it happens. Most of the time, there's at least a smaller incident that precipitates the much bigger and damaging response from Draymond, right? Inevitably, yes, I try to defend him. Inevitably. I've known and have been speaking with Draymond since his days at Michigan State. Like, we go way back. I'm the first one to say this dude is just different. Just wired differently. Built differently. Plays differently. And all the drama in histrionics and him letting the hands and feet go. And not only opponents, but his own teammates. (laughs) is what makes him who he is. It's what got him to where he is. So while so many hate this dude, I don't. And I've always tried to defend him. As an example, you could call that armbar defense of Clay Thompson earlier this season over the top. And I did. But at least you could tell how we got there. Clay Thompson is a legend, a key teammate. Draymond is an enforcer rushing to his teammates' defense. No. He should not have tried to sleep Rudy Gobert. But you can kind of see how that happened, right, in that moment. The thing about what happened last night is it came out of nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. I must have watched this dude nail Nurkic with that spinning puncher slap or forearm shiver a hundred times last night. You know what I did? Like, I put up the X app and I left it open. And I watched it on a loop. I must have seen that play 100 times. Like, it was mesmerizing. I couldn't stop looking at it. And it just got more and more bizarre. A lot of Draymond incidents might even be considered borderline. This one, obviously, way over the line. And the ultimate result, of course, was the same in the end for Golden State. He gets tossed. They lose. And that now drops them to 10-13. and They're in the basement in the Pacific Division. They're currently the 11 seed in the West. And once again, they're going to have to make it work through a stretch of games without Draymond. That's not good. That's below not good. And it's not not okay either. Notice I'm not defending it. In other words, Draymond is doing Draymond things again, but doing them much more often than ever before when the team can least afford it than ever before. 
This dude's already tied his personal record for ejections with three in a season, and we're only 23 games in. Fact is, he's only played 15 of those games. Availability is your best ability, and this dude is going to be once again unavailable when they need him most. Like, this is the worst possible time. Steve Kerr is trying everything he can to keep this team and this dynasty afloat, and almost nothing is working. So obviously, this team cannot afford this anymore. Period. I know Draymond even understands that. Period. Even Draymond understands that. But it's almost like he can't help himself. The fix here seems so incredibly easy. All Draymond has to do is stop pulling these WWE moves on the NBA floor. Stop punching. Stop swinging. Stop stomping. Stop kicking. Stop arm barring. But apparently, it is too much to ask. Now, Draymond says, listen, I didn't do it intentionally. I was just selling the call. Again, I want to defend my dude. I do. But it's impossible to at this point. Two things here. He played that I was just selling a call card in the past. That's not the first time we've heard that. Secondly, even if it wasn't intentional, His point is, you all know me. If I did it on purpose, I would tell you I did it on purpose. I didn't. It was not intentional. To which I would say, it's just not material to the argument. Intent doesn't matter. Contact does. And you went upside this dude's head. And given your track record, I don't think the judge is very interested in hearing your explanation. I know he's not buying it. I'm just shocked that the Suns trainers did not run out onto the floor and drop a blue tent over Nurkic because dude looked concussed. I mean, he did catch a forearm shiver from Draymond, which begs the question, clones. If you had to choose between getting blasted in the package by Draymond or getting clubbed in the head, what's your lean? Anyway... Brings me back to the original point. You can hate this guy all you want, but this dude is not dumb. Far from it. He knows better than anybody. He can't put himself, and more importantly, his team, in this position anymore, yet he continues to do so. How the hell can this keep happening? How did that happen? It's happening, you guys. It's happening. I know Draymond says he was just selling the call, but what did Nurkic do to provoke that, far as I can tell, he didn't do anything except walk onto the floor. What? He had the audacity to actually try and guard Draymond? Or maybe did he unsubscribe from Draymond's podcast? Did Draymond think it was Jordan Poole? I watched it about 100 times last night, and I still can't figure it out. Unless my dude was, in fact, auditioning for his next career with the WWE because that was definitely him throwing off WWE vibes. I half expected him to smash Yurkic with a metal chair and finish him. Again, three ejections in 15 games. In a season where he can afford suspensions less than ever before, he is racking them up at a higher rate than ever before. He can't afford it. The team can't afford it. They need everybody available, and he's getting his ass run every five games. Not good. 
Even he knows, even he knows he messed up big time because he immediately apologized for it. And when was the last time you heard him apologize for anything at all? Uh, again, I apologize to Nurkic uh, because I, I hit him. So I do apologize to him, because, and I didn't intend to hit him. So I think you guys have known me long enough. If I intended to do something, I'm not apologizing for it. Um, but I did make contact with him, so I apologize because it wasn't my intention. All right, so again, I don't think intent matters. I don't think intent is going to matter to ears. I don't think intent is going to matter to Joe Dumars. Dude's going to get another suspension. He's going to deserve another suspension. And it's going to be another blow to Golden State. That's the bottom line. And Nurkic, he still has no idea what happened. He's still as confused as anybody by what happened. He doesn't understand what happened. He's just glad that it wasn't even worse. What's going on with him? I don't know. Personally, I feel like that brother needed help. Brother. I'm glad he not tried to choke me. But at the same time, it had nothing to do with basketball, man. Like... I'm just out there trying to play basketball, you know, they're swinging. I think we saw that often, but um, hope he, you know, whatever he got in his life will get better. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. He's like, quote, personally, I feel like the brother needs help. I'm glad he didn't brother. choke me. It's got nothing to do with basketball. I'm out here doing my job. Whatever he's got going on in his life, I hope he fixes it. I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with any of that, right? Maybe Steve Kerr understands it, but he doesn't like it, and he's not defending it either. We need him. We need Draymond, but you know he knows that. And we've talked to him, and um, he's got to got to find a way to keep his poise and and be out there for his his teammates. Coach, last time you talked about Draymond not crossing the line, how what, what can be done to, to stop this from continuing to happen? Um, we'll keep we'll keep working. When does it become more of a detriment than a positive? Uh, he's now. Draymond's still a hell of a player, you know, still a really good player. Yeah. So uh, we need him. You know, if we're going to be a, a really good team, we, we need him. I agree. He's still an effective player. He is. He's still effective. But not if he's not on the floor. Not when he's doing that. Kerr looked and sounded miserable. I mean, he showed up yesterday all ready to play along with that entire DJ beef. And I was so game for more DJ beef, too. Personally, I feel like I got robbed. The mood was so light before the game, too. So light. Kerr, the legend, Raymond Ritter, did this whole pregame stunt where Kerr rolled into the press room, rocking headphones, and then Ray played staying alive off his phone. Then Kerr said that he thought about wearing a disco outfit for the game. I mean, they're having so much fun. Until they weren't, right? Because for those of you who missed it yesterday, Kerr had complained about the volume of the arena music in Phoenix and said it was like a South Beach club. So the Suns DJ turned around and did him like this. You know what? In this building, you can't hear anything because it's like a club. It's like a, it's like a South Beach club. It's just it's thumping techno club music. Thumping techno club music. Thumping techno club music. Thumping techno club music. I mean, that was still so epic. This beef was so awesome. That's the beef that I wanted to see play out last night. 
I was excited for Kerr v. DJ, not Draymond's fist v. Nurkic's face. I wanted a new remix, damn it. That's what I wanted to talk about today. Since Draymond ruined all of that, maybe we should make a Darude remix for Draymond. Maybe if we remix the message, it'll finally sink in. I'm trying to help here. Alvi, do you think you can help me help him? Draymond's still a hell of a player. If we're going to be a, a really good team, we, we need him. He's got to find a way to keep his poise, be out there for his, his teammates. And we need him. We need Draymond. And we need him. We need Draymond. And we need him. We need him. Draymond's still a hell of a player. He's got to be out there for his teammates. He's got to find a way to keep his poise. He's got to find a way to be out there for his... What the hell? We need Draymond. Procreation. Procreation. Da Alvi. Da Alvi. Good job, Alvi. Incredible job, Alvin. Da Alvi. Da Alvi. Anyway, that's not what I expected last night. And now we wait. Because there will be a suspension. And there should be a suspension. 1-800-636-8686. What is your reaction to what happened last night? You know where to find me. Hit me up on the phones. Hit me up on the X. Hit me up on email. Rome, R-O-M-E, at habitate.com. All right, the other big story, and I would have led with this had that not happened. Speculation that Bill Belichick is already out. Not technically, not physically, but Tom Curran, and if Tom Curran says so, then it probably is so. Tom Curran is suggesting that a decision has already been made on Bill Belichick's future with the Patriots and that he and the team will part ways at the end of the season. And that that's not so hard to believe, is it? So I want to get into all of that. So if that's true, how does that go down? How does that end? Where does he end up? Who gets that job? And is there any way he could prevent that from happening? Also, Nebraska, I know, I know you're waiting on a big flight, waiting on a big-time player. Man, I want this so badly for Nebraska. I don't root, but I root for Nebraska. I love Bugaha. I love Cornhusker fan. Oh, here's something that nobody wants. Here's something that nobody asked for. Nacho cheese flavored booze. In the spirit of the holidays, I will get into this. Man, nothing says ass like nacho cheese flavored booze. I've heard some bad ideas before. I'd be hard pressed to think of a worse idea than that. All of that's still ahead. Also, you want to see something really weird? You want to know the weirdest thing about the NFL season thus far? The Vikings. It, never mind that you know where I come out on the Vikings. No matter how I bet them, I lose. I ride with them, I lose. I fade them, I lose. That aside, that's not even my take. Some of these numbers and the season they've had just defy all belief. And I want to get into that too. 
And we're going to change up and talk some college basketball. Brad Underwood coming up at 940. Kelvin Sampson coming up at 1020. ATP coming up later on. And now we wait to find out about Draymond. So, clones, quick question. I think you know where I'm going with this. Question being, why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky my favorite? Why is it so good? Why don't we start with the fact that it's how it's made? Why don't we start with the fact of who are the ones making it? A family business. A family business which stands by quality and produces the world's best beef jerky ever. Do not waste your time. Do not be fooled by other brands because all beef jerky is not the same. Some of you are still making that mistake, which is incredible to me. Anytime I see somebody eating beef jerky and it's not a trapper, I want to go up to them and say, what are you doing? You do know they're not all the same, right? You do know there's a much better option, right? Every single bite of Old Trapper is tender, never tough, because they use just the best ingredients. You're making a terrible choice. You're making a bad decision. Reach for the best. Reach for Old Trapper. If you're just getting started, if for some reason you're late to this party, just grab and go with a four-ounce bag. Or if you already know what I'm talking about, load it up. Get the 18-ouncer. If you don't see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper with your beef. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Oh, yeah, my favorite time of season. No, not nut-punching or forearm shivering season. The holiday season, the Christmas season, that was our first batch of holiday cards slash Christmas cards on the bump back. We will put your Christmas card on the air if it's good enough. Tommy, tell them once again, if they want to submit their Christmas cards, where should they submit them to and how do they get them on the air? Very simple. Same place you send any emails to the show, Rome at haveatake.com. Just send us an image that identifies you in some way. It doesn't have to be a formal Christmas card. It just has to be airable on television. No, you know, uh, nudes, no violence, no imbibing of any illegal substances. You know, use common sense. If we can show it on daytime television, we will. Wasn't there one ad to our list as well this year? Don't impersonate anybody else. That's it. No That's fakes. Yeah, no, no fake Paul's dogs. No fake any clones. Just... Send a nice holiday card. We'll put it on TV. Rome at Habitake.com. It's not that hard, right? All right. Nice job. There you go. So the first batch came through. I like it. Do it. Send it. We can turn that thing around pretty quickly. Would love to see your fam on the air. Some quick reaction. I've got Brad Underwood coming up next segment. Before I get to the bottom of the hour, though, some quick reaction to the open. Quote, I think that the events that transpired last night are now overshadowed by that sick mix, Rome. Holy Christ, I am fist pumping, and I'm not even halfway through lunch yet. Who cares, though, because I got to bang out another eight hours, and I'm on vacation for the rest of the year. Give me some sandstorm. Turn up to 11. Crowley in Buffalo. Happy holidays, brother. Give it to him, Alvy. How about this dude? Eight more hours, and he's off for the rest of the year. Crowley must be nice. We need him. Would you save your vacay? You gotta find a way to keep his poise. Be out there for his. his Alvy's getting a lot of love, and we need him. And he deserves it. We need Draymond, and we need him. I'm gonna read another one. Keep playing that, Alvy. We need him. D 
in the TVC. Jim, that was epic. From the Maestro, Maestro Alvin. I can't lie. I'm going to listen to that like 50 times in a row once it drops on Stucknut. War Alvin. War the Arizona Wildcats football and basketball teams. It is some of his best work. This guy wants in too. Sean in Wichita. Rome, hump day is starting to sound like a techno Friday. Can we get a deca yeah for Alvy? DJ Coitus on the ones and twos. DJ Coitus. DJ Coitus on the ones and twos. Alvy, why did you stop? Keep that thing bumping. Draymond still held the player. If we're gonna be now, here, all of a sudden, DJ DJ Coitus is humble. Gotta, now, all of a sudden, DJ Coitus is bashful. We need him. Come on, DJ Coitus. On the ones and twos. It's brilliant. Thank you. So good. So, so good. What the hell? Romy, as a Dubs fan, even I'm getting tired of defending Dre. It looked totally intentional. Watching live, I was disgusted. As a parent with a kid who has behavioral issues, he looks just like a recalcitrant child. Not cool, Dre. You're hurting the team. Uh, Right. (laughs) He is hurting the team. He can't afford it. They can't afford it. And now more than ever. Recalcitrant. Hey, Rick, is this SAT day? Is this spelling bee day? I think that's the first attempt at recalcitrant by a clone ever. An amazing word, Rick. I mean, maybe you have that word in your arsenal because, as you point out, you have a child who has behavioral issues, so I understand. But wow, dude. Thanks for introducing us to a new word. I mean, I know what that word is. Tommy knows what that word is. He's Ivy. Alvin knows what that word is. He's UC. Jack Savage. Of course, DJ Coitus knows that word. DJ Recalcitrant. Jack Savage knows that word. He's Northwestern and UC. Big Head does not know that word. Even though the Big Head is like a recalcitrant adult. Winthrop. Even though it perfectly describes... James Kelly, he has no idea what that word means. Even though, if you look it up in the dictionary, his gigantic head jumps off the page. He is a recalcitrant adult. Actually, he's a recalcitrant child at the age of like 50. That's you, head. All right, when we come back, we're going to start the college basketball portion of the program. Head coach of Illinois, Brad Underwood, will be joining us. About time I get caught up with him. That's coming up next. Kelvin Sampson coming up next hour. Got Bob Costas joining me on the Jim Rome podcast after the program. Right now, though, I've got a sports update. Here you go. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. 
so we're coming right down to it, right? I actually had a listener in the last segment say, hey, Rome, I'm so fired up. Eight more hours, and then I'm off for the rest of the year. Good for you, dude. Must be nice. But you probably set it up the right way. But knowing that, because we are coming right down to it, I wanted to make sure that we got in some good college basketball before we wrapped up the year. I'm here the rest of this week. I'm here all of next week. But why wait? We are joined right now by the head basketball coach at Illinois. He is now in his seventh season. He led Illinois to the 2021 Big Ten Conference Championship. Illinois, in fact, is the winningest team in Big Ten Conference play over the past four years. They're 7-2. and two. They're ranked number 16 in this week's AP poll. They're hosting Colgate on Sunday. We are joined by Illini head coach Brad Underwood. He joins us via Zoom. Brad, it is always good to have you on the show. How you been, Brad? Jim, it's great to be back, man. I'm doing great. I wish I had work uh, work plan. That would be all right, wouldn't it? Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Must be nice. But you and I, will just keep grinding. It's good to have you back. So let me ask you about where you're at right now. You moved up four spots in the latest AP poll after you split games with a win over number 11, Florida Atlantic. Of course, they were a Final Four team last year. You dropped a tough road matchup at number 17, Tennessee. So what have you learned about your team so far to start this season? Yeah, I, I like this group a lot, Jim. We've got a really high ceiling that we haven't come close to meeting yet. Uh, uh, we're, we're old. Uh, the transfer portal with, uh, with with the addition of three transfers, uh, they're all contributing. Uh, our chemistry is getting better. Defensively, we've been really, really solid. Um, you know, it was we, we lost at Tennessee uh, last Saturday. It was our third road game in, in a week. Uh, we had a, had a road trip to uh, to Rutgers prior to the to the to the Jimmy V, but uh, um, but we're getting better, and and that excites me. This group's really working hard, and I uh, uh, got a great Colgate team. Uh, I think they've been to four straight NCAs coming in on Sunday, and uh, uh, you know as long as this group keeps working, and uh, I, I like our upside. Brad Underwood is joining us. I'm going to ask you about Colgate. I think that's an actually really interesting matchup. I want to get into that in a minute. But, Brad, I'm really uh, curious. When you talk about, and I know you like this group, when you talk about the high ceiling, luckily you have some time, you've got some work to do. What does this team, What where do you want to see them improve the most in order for them to get as close as possible to that ceiling and go where they want to go? Well, I'll give you an example. Going into the Rutgers game in these last three games all on the road, we were in the 60s offensively and uh, in terms of offensive efficiency. And, and uh, you know, now we're in the 20s. We made some improvement there. We've been a top 10 team defensively. Um, you know, we've got to find consistent bench play. Uh, we've, got uh, we've got really talented freshmen that I like that I've got to keep finding uh, uh, minutes and opportunities for. Uh, I think the, this group can, uh, uh, they work extremely hard, this young group add to it uh but uh again as we uh as we move forward i think it's 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 finding the the chemistry finding the little niche uh here or there where we can get a basket we had great play from we've had great play from terrence shannon he's arguably been probably this side too probably the best player in the country uh to this point uh we played three or four games without coleman hawk tendonitis in his knee uh, trying to get him back. I've got there's little things that are that are continuing to bring me optimism. I, I think we, we we've just got a really high ceiling, and as we keep uh, uh, pushing all the right buttons, uh, we 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 we'll, we'll we'll find that ceiling. 
We're talking to Brad Underwood. So, Brad, we had a couple of audio issues. I want to keep fighting through this. You know, you mentioned a couple of guys that I was going to reference. You mentioned Terrence Shannon Jr. Now, he opted to put off the NBA for a year. He's back as a fifth-year senior. How pumped were you to get another year with him, and what does he mean to your team? Oh, I was elated. Uh, You know, he made a great decision, uh, what he thought was in the best interest going through the process. But uh, uh, he's more comfortable. Last year, he was a newcomer transferring from Texas Tech. Uh, It was a change of position for him last year. And now he's uh, comfortable. Team leader. He's uh, worked so hard in the offense to his game. Uh, he's been shooting the cover off of it, shooting 40-plus percent from the three. Uh, and, and I've said it, he's he's probably the most dynamic two-way. He means everything to us. He's, he's a terrific human being, great kid, uh, and our leader. We're talking to Brad Underwood again, Brad. It's I got most of that. I got most of that, but I'm always happy to have you on, so I don't want to give up on this. You mentioned Coleman Hawkins, who I was going to go to as well. He decided to run it back for his senior season. He's 6'10". He is among your assist leaders after leading the team in that category last year, again at 6'10". Is this not one of the more versatile guys you have ever coached? Yes, not even close. Uh, Coleman is, Coleman is uh, a special talent. Uh, he, he's got guard skills. Uh, he can handle the basketball. He's shooting it much better. Um, he's, he's a very, very good defender because he's very high IQ, uh, and, and just went through the process in the NBA. Uh, him coming back has just added, 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 a, another piece. He's been with us four years. Um, uh, and, uh, again, a guy that I've got a ton of confidence in and, uh, he's he's having a he's having a very good year. He's fighting some tendonitis. We set him for three games, but uh, he's so valuable to our team. Uh, I can't I can't tell you his importance. Illinois head coach Brad Underwood joining us once again. You know, Brad, you mentioned you had some transfers. Another addition, you were able to hit the portal and land at Quincy Gurrier. Previously, had been a difference maker at both Syracuse and Oregon. How much of a difference is he making for you now, and especially on the glass? Yeah, he's a, he's a rock star, Jim. He's a uh, uh, he's an elite rebounder. He's got a tremendous motor. He's a guy that has uh, a knack for for finding the ball. Uh, he's a guy that uh, you know made fifty five threes last year at Oregon. Uh, prior to that, at Syracuse. Uh, he was one of the top rebounding freshmen in the country uh, when he was there. And and uh, now he, we're seeing a culmination of that player, a guy who can make threes. Uh, he had a big game against Tennessee the other night, a guy who can rebound. Uh, he's 235 pounds at 6'8", uh, so he's very strong. He's a very competitive kid on the, on the defensive end. Uh, so he's been he's – been, uh, uh, everything we thought we would get in the portal. So, Brad, you were picked to finish fourth in the preseason Big Ten media poll, like, you know, for whatever that's worth. You know, for whatever that's worth, probably not a whole lot. But what do you make of the depth <laughs> of the conference, though? That you can speak to. What do you make of the depth of the conference this year with four teams currently ranked in the top 25? Yeah, it's it's every year, Jim. The Big Ten is is such a unique league because every place you play is a sellout crowd. Uh, the, the, the coaching is, is so well established in this league. 
You've got uh, uh, great players, great programs, and uh, every night it's a war. And and now you're starting to see uh, some of the bottom teams that, that have been there the last few years. Uh, Nebraska's off to an incredible start. You're starting to see uh, Minnesota start to play well. Uh, Penn State made a huge jump last year, uh, and, and they're very, very good again. So it's not just been the Michigan, Michigan States, Illinois, Indiana's. Uh, those programs have been great. Ohio State, uh, I don't want to leave anybody out, Iowa. Uh, but it's it's top to bottom, just as competitive a league as there is. Great, great coaches, great players, great fan bases. And every night is so hard. And and you look at job Chris Collins has done at Northwestern, uh, you know, finishing second last year. And and uh, they've already beaten Purdue this year. So it's uh, it's it's just an incredible league to uh, – uh, to compete in and try to go get a road win. You know, Brad, so which is why I know why you schedule up the way you do out of conference. I think you mentioned, well, I know you mentioned Colgate. I was going to say, this is a really interesting matchup to me. It's a non-conference game Sunday. You're going to host Colgate. Now, they won 26 games last year. They advanced to their second straight NCAA tournament. They were down just five at halftime to Arizona a few weeks back. What kind of a test will they be for your team as you do ramp up for conference play next month? Well, they're unique. Uh, the Big Ten's known as a very big league. Uh, Colgate might be bigger than any team that's in our league. Wow. Uh, they are they are they are very unique. Uh, like you said, they gave uh, Arizona all they wanted for uh, for a majority of that ball game. But they're 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 six ten, six eleven. They've got a six eight small forward. Uh, they're very physical. Uh, they can beat you up at the rim through post-ups. I think they're one of the top teams in, the, in, in America in terms of actual posting the ball. Uh, and all that being said, and their best player might be their point guard. Uh, so it's a team that they don't beat themselves. They're very um, – you know, they can really shoot it. Uh, so it, it's, it gives us a, a great look at what – uh, the physicality of, of of the Big Ten will look like, and uh, Colgate's got all of that. They're they're very impressive. Really interesting matchup. Should be a great test. Illinois out quickly. They are seven and two. They've got a tremendous ceiling, as their coach Brad Underwood just referenced. Number sixteen in the AP poll. Brad, awesome to have you on the show. Always good to have you on the show. Great to get caught up. Thanks for making time. It's always good to talk to you, Brad. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jim. Great to have you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Good talking to you, Brad. Appreciate it. It's a good jungle band right there, Brad Underwood, and running a hell of a program. I mean, a program that has tremendous history, and he's done a great job there. Seven years in, seven years up in the pros. I, I don't know what to do anymore. The, the jungle Tourette's, there is no cure. Seven years up in the Illini. Anyway, 2021 Big Ten Conference champion. And as I mentioned, over the past four years, they've won more games in conference play than anybody else. Thanks, Albie. Kelvin Sampson is something else. We're going to have him on next hour. My man is absolutely relentless. Love Kelvin. We go way, way, way back. So I'm looking forward to getting caught up with him. That's coming up next hour. Planet Wilson won. Jim, great interview with Coach Brad Underwood. I can understand exactly what he's saying. Thanks. Moore's code. Yo, bro, good joke. Joke. Good joke. Except it's Morse. Morse. Rhymes with horse. Laugh out loud. 
not Moore's. It's not s'mores code. It's Morse code. I love it when you clones try to get clever. He spelled it M-O-R-E-S. Thanks, Moore's code. Planet Wilson. Nice try, dude. Ed Seamus27 writes, Rome, be careful. The Suns are going to be looking to poach Alvi. They won't. They've got their dude. But somebody else might. Hell, the Cavaliers already did. The Cavaliers already poached Alvi without my knowing. Alvi, am I right? Am I right, Alvi? Did the Cavaliers not poach you without my knowledge? Three seconds left. Cleveland inbounds the ball. Top of the circle. LeBron gets the ball. Two seconds. One second. LeBron for the win. Oh, dude, dude. Yes, yes. LeBron James. I mean, don't you? Isn't Kerman or Common Protocol you ask permission to speak to an employee before you hire that employee? Hey, Alvi, and as an employee, are you not supposed to ask your employer before you do something like this? That is ridiculous. Second hour is upcoming. Kelvin Sampson will be joining us. Phone lines are open, too. 1-800-636-8686. Stay after it.